Hi, this episode is sponsored by heritagegiftcollection.co.uk Affordable fashion jewellery for you and a friend. Bem-vindo ao podcast Rugby League Feminino. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So we're now joined by a very special guest. Hayley Swan, Featherstone Rovers Utility Forward. Where have you been hiding? In the stands. Um, obviously nursing an injury with my ankle and as soon as I was ready to get better from that, back at training and then got hit with the dreaded shin splints. Oh, nightmare. So you've had one thing in straight into another. That's it, yeah, but there's nothing that a bit of shin cupping can't sort. No, so you ankle injury into shin problems. Yeah, it's gone from like being able to barely even walk to being at it full tilt at training and back with it, getting into the grit of it, which has been quite nice. That's brilliant to hear that you're going to be back. Yeah, I can't wait. How did you first get involved in sports then? Uh, well, my dad is Mr. Football, basically. Um, I think I went to one dance class and they was like, it's not for you. Uh, so my dad was like, well, might as well take it to football. And the rest was history. I played like with the boys team from being like six, five or six. Um, oh, so you started really right, young as well? Yeah, right up until I was like, you were until like 12, 13 when you're not allowed to play with the boys team anymore. Um, but I got scouted for Barnsley while I was with the boys team. Uh, my coach got me scouted. So I was playing at like Barnsley Academy until that shut down. And then I did. I went for trials at Sheffield United, um, got in there and then eventually got picked up for their uh, like centre of excellence and got in there to, to their performance squad. Oh, so like with my, with my club and then go training there. And then I trialled and got into their actual performance squad and played like with some players that are now playing at WSL and stuff like some really amazing people. Yeah, and I know, like, say Sheffield, it, did, it has produced a lot of players, barring the Women's Super League, the football side of it. Yeah, well, I was, like, the younger group. Like, I was in, the like, the group below, like, so, like, Beth England, Millie Bright. Um, I was the same age as, like, Jess Sigsworth. There's loads of, there's loads of girls who have, like, come into cahoots with at training and things like that and played on the same side as who are now like giving it big time like just doing so well for themselves and it's so nice to be able to cheerlead them in their sport as they cheerlead us in ours it is, it is amazing when you think about like when you were going through the academy system there the top end of women's football was amateur and it was yeah, yeah. and now you go like the top end of women's football is fully professional in well, such a short I remember him playing it up well against like Sweden and things like that, and been like watching like Rachel Yankee and Karen Carney uh, when Hope Powell was the manager, and being like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And then like, if I could go back and tell that girl that one day women would be winning Euros and playing in front of record crowds, she'd just be buzzing. Like ten-year-old me would be absolutely buzzing. Is it honestly when when you look at it like that and go? From then, like, you, you, your hope at that level is to play at a good team, have a job that you can support yourself to do it. 
Yeah. And now it's a case and of... And then with sport. Yeah. It's mad. So how far did you go with football then? You were going to go to America at one point, weren't you? Yeah, well, I'd like... Sorry, Mum, but kind of like let them pay all the fees for like my visas and things, all, all that sort of things and all my application forms and stuff. And then I just got to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't love football anymore. Like I kind of lost my zest for it. I just, I don't know. I just don't think it suited me who I was. Like obviously I'd like changed it a little bit through like teenage years and stuff. And it just weren't giving me the, like, I just didn't have the love for it like I used to. But then, like, I'd made some friends who were rugby players and they were like, try it, try it. And I was like, mm, no, not for me. And then this one day I was like, I, I think I was watching them train because like, I was there anyway. I might as well join and in. And I was like, you might as well join in. And literally the rest is history. Like, it's been rugby fever since then. So what was the first union team you was at? Uh, well, I went... I was only 17, so I started, obviously, at Barnsley's under-18s because we had a team there. And I remember I trained on the Wednesday and on the Sunday I was playing for him in Manchester. Oh, no way. For the full length and this girl was like, I'm going to get you. And I was like, no, you're not. And I was like, little roadrunner at then because I actually had pace back when I was 17. Um, and then I just kind of just fell in love with it and was all about it and then once we all got to like we started like teetering off into like being too old for under 18s it were like well we need a women's team what do we do and then we just kind of started like looking at players from different areas and trying to pull it in obviously used like sir andrea dobson who helped us with like coaching and feeding us into like different ways of getting players in and things like that and i mean while we were trying to do that I did go and play for a little bit at Sheffield with Andrea when I was 17, 18, which was an experience. Thing like, is, it was them, them Sheffield teams I had in Union were really good. Like, really, really good. Yeah, like, the girls that played there were... It was such a strong team. Like, I mean, we still play against, like, a couple of the girls now, like, in different... that Some of them have moved on and, like, to different teams. I know one of the girls plays at Cheltenham, um, and he's doing really well at Cheltenham. <laughs> But, like, once we got our team formed, like, we entered the... You have to play so many games before you can enter a league. So we did that, absolutely smashed it. Um, sometimes we'd even turn up with, like, their 15, but we did it. Yeah. And then back, established ourselves as a team. Bang, three back-to-back promotions into Championship North 1, which is where we stayed last couple of years. That's it, because, like, in, in Champ 1, like, you guys hold yourself in there as well. Yeah, and we remain like relatively unchanged as well. Like even from like four and five years ago, we still got like the spine of the team is still the same. Obviously, we've got like the main like the pack is more or less the same. The skeleton of the backs. There's always experienced players that have been there that know each other, and you know when one person's going to be where it's just easy because you know that there's experience and then when the new girls come in they slot in so easy because they're just they're willing to just learn how you play and how you want to play as a team and they're amazing the girls that we've got this year are absolutely unreal like the class that's it having watched you guys play you all seem like you're having fun with each other which is like the main thing of sport as well people always forget like 
it's meant to be fun. Yeah, I mean, when you go to Barnsley, like you don't just go to be a part of a team. You are, you are a part of a family. Like once a red, always a red. We always say that to people. Obviously, we've got Jess who plays at Sharks, and when you cut her away, like she loves being in and around it because we're still a family. Like that's where her heart is. Obviously, she loves being at Sharks, and we're all like her biggest fans. We often. Like the girls are often going off to go and watch a trip play when we can, when she's not a million miles away in like Worcester and stuff. Um, but it, it's they are family. Like I had, I've got a big like pretty much at my wedding. I had a team photo because there were just all of the squad there, and I look back at that photo. I mean, I've been married seven years next year, and the majority of the girls on that photo are still in the squad now, and. I think that's really important that we build strong bonds and keep them and it's obviously turned us into what we are and it's special. That's it and you still got and have fantastic players in both league and union at that squad and who've been in that squad. You've had people going from that squad to do World Cups which is like absolutely yeah, insane. Madness in it like having like Fran getting her call up obviously into Ireland ready for competitions next year that Ireland are open to and then Tara that we've had play with us in the past getting picked up for Papua New Guinea like Jess obviously she got call up for Wales at Union like it's just brilliant to watch your friends succeed and be able to cheerlead them and I mean I know like sometimes people can get a bit like jealous about you can get into that thing where you can be a bit jealous that somebody's doing more, so much better than what somebody else might but it's so nice to just be able to just the cat's biting my arm <laughs> to just um like champion each other and just enjoy each other's achievements and stuff it's i just love it like that's the best bit about being in a team it is because you you push each other you cheer each other on you grab if people leave and go to passion you and they're succeeding be happy but it's happening yeah because when you bump into them it's like you've never been away yeah and I love that, like, a rugby friend is a friend for life. Like, I just love that about the rugby community, which I hit. Like, I do love the girls that I've met through football, but I've got so much more from, like, rugby community than I did from football. But maybe that's because I was younger and now I'm an adult as well. Like, maybe that's different, the difference. That brings us, how on earth did you end up in rugby league then? Do you know, it was some of the girls, like obviously Frank Copley had gone, uh, Tara Moxon had gone, and they was like, oh, we're going to train. I think it was literally, they went like one week and I went the week after. It was like, oh, just a bit of extra fitness, see what it's about. I've never played rugby league before. And then, like, we're really good, the girls. You are really, really good. Like, Danny, Lisa, Maddie. Like, the girls were amazing. And it was just really nice to learn and to be honest it helped my rugby union quite a lot like my fitness improved my tackle tech improved my strength up top improved like I always tackle quite low but to learn how to hit somebody up top has strengthened my tackle tech quite a lot which I think is always a bonus well that was the thing like when I seen you at Wakey you did a heck of a lot of first person tackling yeah. <laughs> that's that's what you're kind of getting famous for. Like, one of the. Well, at, that point, at that point, when you were there, there were some very good players there. 
you know, like, I'll give it to Wakey, they've produced a lot and there have been a lot of good players on their books over the past couple of years. Yeah. And I think it, like, fair, like, fair play to Wakey, obviously, it's just become a bit of a stepping stone, hasn't it, for people, like, it's, no disrespect to them, but for a lot of us, it's been, like, a stepping stone in, like, they're amazing, obviously, Steve-O were amazing at, like, getting us in, inviting us in, doing all that sort of stuff when Steve-O was there, and it was just a natural progression for me, obviously, to try and better myself. Now I'd like got my head in the game, I'd got my head around the game. I wanted to kind of push myself a little bit further and see what I could do. And there was just a chance encounter with a cast player. We had a nice conversation, myself and Maddy Hurst, actually. Um, and then we was like, let's do it. Yeah, because it, um, it, would, it, would nice, it would nice to see, but... Unknowingly goes goes. It was a stepping stone, never meant to be, just for a bit of fitness once, and end up playing there. And it was good to see you go from being you having to do forty plus tackles a match, which you won. I even said to your fair, I watched you once, and by the sixty minute mark, you were like thirty six, and you yeah, gone and the, you could show, but you had attack in your game as well. Yeah, and I mean, like I think it shows, doesn't it, going from being dominant defender and then obviously on my debut for Cass scoring yeah my debut like I'd never had the chance to do that obviously at Wakey we were on the back foot a lot and we were doing a lot of the graft I mean like what 80% of our game was defence we didn't get to attack as a team because we just didn't get that chance because there was just something missed in which obviously I was searching for and that's why I moved on that's it, and you, you go there, you have the remainder of the season at Cass, and you've done, you done one thing that very few people have done. I think there's only you, Maddie Hurst, and a couple of others. You completed the rhubarb triangle. <laughs> rhubarb triangle? League. So you, you you did Cass Wakey Fev. <laughs> it's, it's, honestly, it's a, small, it's a small group of players, but have played for them three teams. Yeah. Feel special. <laughs> so your debut for Cass is live on a Monday night, back when they were streaming it on Twitch on a Monday night, which was a pretty decent idea and pretty experimental. And, you know, people have to give a big credit to RFL for trying something different. How was it for you scoring on that? Do you know, like, I don't think I registered that I'd scored until I was, like, on my way back and all the girls had, like, stopped jumping on me. I was like, so that just happened. Yeah against it on my debut forecast and then when I was at the, I was at work the next day and students were like miss miss I've seen your try and I've seen this and I was like what you've done what <laughs> and it's like yeah yeah one of the teachers have been one of other teachers have been showing them it which were really really sweet and like the kids really fed into it and stuff and a few kids come up to me like miss I watched I watched your game last night and I seen you score and I watched it live and I was like this is so cute so it was really nice to be like on the receiving end of something attacking to be honest and doing something a bit different you know what wouldn't it be great for 2023 to bring back a streamed match a week again that'd be brilliant like that'd be so good because then we can obviously put links on our social medias and feed it out and then that's more coverage for our sponsors and things like that and I just think it's more engagement, isn't it, for women's game using platforms because a lot of 
girls use social media platforms where better to post it. Yeah, I, I, I don't just honestly think like getting TV is fantastic and brilliant. Let's go for it. Let's let's bring a stream match. Let's put it in people's houses for free, no paywall. Give a people a try of how good this product is. The World Cup's opened the, the eyes of people. People have turned around them and they can't believe what they've, they've seen. You know, like the amount yeah. of the viewing figures are there. They were outstanding for the World Cup. Could be there for yeah, Super definitely. League as well as they have been previously. So Yeah, it don't matter how people that you're a rugby league player, like, especially this year, their first thing that they're saying is, I watched some of the rugby this year, aren't they good? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's why I play it. And like, they don't even realise how amazing it is. And they're like, I'll be watching that again. And you think, so you should. Yeah, so you should. Get watching it. That brings us so... Obviously, you were happy being coached by Maz. Definitely. So, you've, you ended up last season at Feven this season. Obviously, going into pre-season for 2023. And how did it come about yep. to move to Fev? Um, obviously, the, a lot of the girls were taking their natural path of pushing themselves ready for World Cup selection and things like that. So they did what they needed to do. And there were a group of us who saw an opportunity to plug the gaps in Featherstone and go and solidify our like opportunity to still compete. Not being a deplete squad, obviously, what were left at Cass. And there were an opportunity there, obviously, for Maz as a coach, us as players and that were like something special like the first couple of weeks it was like us and them and then before you know it it was like one big smush of people that were just getting on and like we'd never not been apart like it were really really good how quick we just became one yeah and it's not like feeling like Cass and Fev it were Fev like we are Fev that's it you you You've been there, now you're on season number two, you've all settled in well, you had a decent run, you get to, obviously, you must have been at the sidelines just heading on going, I just want to be out there and I just want to play, I just want to play. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough season, being a tracksuit donner all year, being in the stands in my, in my tracksuit bottoms all year has been terrible, but there's not like being loudest mouth in, in, in standards, they're cheering your mates on and... No, that's it. Sure at least you make yourself heard. That is true. If you can't be in the video analysis, at least be heard on it. <laughs> so it's that time of the show again. It's question time. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I think so. First question. Favourite stadium to play at slash dream venue to play at? Do you know, I didn't get a chance to play at Headingley this year. Obviously, the girls got there and I had to sit in the stands. Pining, up game time. So I would say Headingley. Headingley is your one you want. To... Yeah, premier venue in it. Brill. Love going there. Second question. Who are your sporting heroes? Oh, I'll have to say my dad. Like, he always, like, wore my taxi, my shoelace tyre, my coach, my best friend. The one that was there, like when everything, when something went wrong, he was the one to tell me it'd get better. So definitely, that's really sweet. That's a really nice answer. <laughs> Here we go. What's a conspiracy theory you hundred percent believe in? Oh, you're gonna 
love this one. I'll have to go with. Well, I've never even heard of of people before. Um, next question. What's on your Christmas dinner? Um, absolutely banging Haley's homemade roast potatoes. Ooh. Ooh. Or a good roast potato. <laughs> I, I, I do like the sound of that. I like, I like the sound, but it's even got its own name. Yeah, they're crunchy, they're fluffy, they're amazing. Ask my husband. <laughs> Next question Do you <laughs> prefer to give or receive gifts? Well, I don't really get many gifts because I've got an eight year old, well, an <laughs> almost eight year old, who doesn't understand the concept of that he can give gifts to, so. I guess I've just had to get used to giving gifts, Santa. <laughs> nice. Next question. What do you want for Christmas? I really don't know, you know. I'm such a hard person to buy for. I don't know. I'm not bothered. You're not bothered? Christmas suck. <laughs> get me or I'm not bothered. Yeah. My mum bought me some new boots. There you go. Them. Everyone loves boots for Christmas. I'm not even joking. Near enough, everyone's gone... Get me a pair of boots, I'll be happy. Yeah, pair of boots. Next question. What's your favourite Christmas song? I'll go with the one that my son Sonny loves. He likes the It's Christmas one. Like that. Oh, the Roddy Holder one, yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Last one. What's your favourite Christmas film? See, n- not being a very Christmassy person, it's got to be the Grinch. I mean, I did one screen up and go out at Grinch. No so it's way. Got to be full green. Please, please, for the artwork of this, I need a picture of you as a Grinch. That can be arranged. In the background. <laughs> That's about as much time as we have for now. If you're listening on the mega show, keep going. But, Hayley, thank you for your time. Welcome. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to before you go? Oh, well, we've got to give a shout out to Big Swanee and Little Swanee, my husband and my son, um, my family, obviously, uh, the Fev Girls, and of course, my companion of the night and the podcast filming, my three legged cat angers. <laughs> three legged cat angers. What a good way to jump off. Thank you.